conductive wire And you were so electric I had no say when you came so near And just passed right through me Previously on Welcome to Geekdom, we discussed the first three seasons of Lost. If you ask me what happened, I probably don't remember at this point because... Who pays attention to what happens in what season? But today, I am joined by Nick Ball, Shane Connard, and Becky Rice to discuss season four. We are in the back half of this series, everyone. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I It's another episode of you guys explaining what's happening, and I go, oh, did that happen in that season? <laughs> so, and, then I, and then you tell me yes, and I say, that's a very good show. You know what? It's worked for us so far, so we just have to keep it going. Shane, how are you doing? I am doing well. It is another episode of me being told things that I just watched last week. Yep. That sounds about right. And I say, yes, that's, that, that did happen, didn't it? <laughs> Becky, you have functioning internet now, so you are able to join us for season four. Are you excited? I am excited to be back. I am also excited for another episode of texting Nick and Shane while we're recording this without you being involved so that I don't accidentally talk about season six. <laughs> Have we talked about that? Sometimes you get awfully close to what's upcoming and we all text on the side. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know if you've known that, like, Diana, but, like, that's definitely a thing that happens I figured. Like, while we're recording. Like, we'll be like, oh, my gosh, that was so close. Or, like... <laughs> The freaking boat thing. Oh, yeah. There was one episode where we we kept making boat puns and texting each other about it uh, before before we got oh, onto the, the boat for season four. That was the first episode. Yeah. I wasn't here to talk about season three. Can we talk about can we talk about the last episodes of season three, which I feel like is fine because that will feed into. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Can we revisit that? Don't like, ask me to that, remember what it was. Shut the redacted up. Deanna, we gotta go back. We, we have gotta to go, back. go back. I can't believe that you don't. Are you Are you kidding me? And like his shoe. Wait, the, is the shoe in that one or is that a different thing? It's that one, right? Is that later? I don't know. Anyway. No, it, it's that same. It's like, lead, I can't remember if it's in the actual last hour of the show or the hour previous, but yes. I remember the that Jack is, and Kate thing, yeah. but she said last few episodes. So that, that timeline's off. Well, like last two, right? Isn't it a two-part episode? Yeah. And you, you, were mentioning, you were mentioning the shoe, which is Charlie's death. Whoa. <laughs> 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 you, you make that me wasn't a spoiler. spoiler. It was last. <laughs> yeah, was... In case anybody's just tuning into this podcast for the, the for season four and only season four, Charlie's Charlie dies. <laughs> I wept. I like still weep when I think about that. Like I am not fucking kidding. Like it messes me up. But they told you it was going to happen like twenty times, Becky. They've told me all kinds of stuff might happen. There's been all kinds of like fucking predictions. Also, I guarantee you, if somebody told me like 20 times that Nick was going to die and then Nick actually died, I would cry. And I think that you're a bad friend for saying that you wouldn't cry because you already knew about it. I've got I horrible love- news for you. I am going to die at some point. <laughs> I know. And sometimes, sometimes I think about that like while I'm brushing my teeth and I just start like crying. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, Nick's going to die one day. I also like Shane and Deanna. Sorry, everybody who's listening to this podcast. <laughs> They're also my friends, but... But I'm not going to die, so it doesn't really matter. That's right. I'm really the only happy. mortal one out of all four of us, anyway. <laughs> yeah, the, the fact that Greatest Hits is not the episode where it happens is... Yeah. We, I, I'm just, yeah, I'm talking about how emotional that series of episodes makes me again even though that was like the thesis of last episode so i will let uh becky talk there were so many times where like we thought that that was going to happen and then it didn't because you you knew but then it just kept not happening and so i was like maybe it's never actually going to happen and then when it did it like really got me but then also just like everything like the way that it happens it's really sad i oh 
It's not Penny's boat. It was not. Becky, I promise that if I ever die, I'll see you in another life, brother. <laughs> Deanna, Deanna, can you put that over all four channels so it's loud and echoey? <laughs> you, can you quadruple his vocals? Yes. Thank you. I'll get right on that. This has nothing this has nothing to do with loss, but I really like when things are recorded and people uh double their vocals. Okay, Becky, real quick. How did you feel about the flash forward? Oh, I thought you were asking me how I felt about the flash, and I was like, Well, I'm a fan <laughs> of the comics and a fan of Ezra Miller. Oh, I th- I thought you were talking about Flash Forward, the ABC TV series from two thousand nine, which of course I did watch and really enjoy. No? Nobody else? All right. No. Dominic no. Monahan was in it. <laughs> oh. What does that make me think of? It makes me think of something else. Oh, Fringe. Charlie's death. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the same as that at all. Wait, there's a flash forward at the end of season three? Yeah, it's Jack and Kate on the bridge. It's the we gotta go. It's we the we. Oh, the airport. airport. We gotta go. We gotta go back. <laughs> you you think you think that it's a, a previous Jack spiral, and then the reveal is and then him the on reveal the bridge. Is at the end. Yeah, and it, and Kate is there, and he says we gotta go back. Yeah. Okay, I do remember that now. Um, so I have now fallen into the same camp as Nicholas, where I have not been rewatching these episodes because I've been really busy, so my memory's a little blurry. I remember when I watched it for the first time, though, I remember being, like, very taken aback or, like, surprised. And then when I watched it the second time, I was, like, I guess because I knew it was going to happen. But I was just like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> but when I watched it the first okay. time, I was, like, I remember, like, throwing my hands in the air and being like, what? <laughs> Where? What is happening? Where are they? See, I was a little annoyed because I knew how much it was going to bounce back and forth between timelines having an additional timeline now and there's a lot of that in season four yeah you texted us immediately when you watched the season three finale and you were like oh no (laughs) it's gonna be too many timelines and i i think we all just kept our mouth shut about that i i mean i was correct There are too many timelines, but before we dive into jumping around from timeline to timeline, I do want to talk about the new characters because we have four characters who play major, semi-major roles in Dan, Miles, Charlotte, and Frank Lapidus, who we all love, I think. And then you also have, you know, the other boat crew members who kind of don't really matter in the end because... Of reasons we will also get to. But then there was a character introduced in the flashbacks, and her name was Harper. Uh, and I did not like her. That was, that was my comment. Her? Pass. I'm furiously Googling to remember who the hell this is. She's like the therapist on the island. She's like the Apollo and whoever the hell else that person was of season four. And she was married to Goodwin. But basically, she finds out that Juliet has been sleeping with her husband, and that's the entire storyline. I hate when a character exists just to, like, drive a, a thing like An that affair? forward. An affair? Yeah, like, this person literally only exists so that an affair can exist. Like, she plays literally no other role than, like, to be married, to exist and be married to a man. And, like, I ugh, I hate that. I think that's really lazy writing. To be the um, scorned lover? <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't know, let her do something. Or, or wife, like, I suppose, is better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Let her have, like, a personality and stuff. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's really lazy writing. It's a very throwaway character. I don't like that. Time to move on to the next thing. I like Miles. I want to talk about season six. Wait. <laughs> I want to go back to Harper. <laughs> you might have to wait a little bit, Becky. Nick, are are you okay? Are you broken? <laughs> uh, yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. Okay, because <laughs> I also have like when when I was reading the notes and I was looking at the characters introduced in this season, I also went, "Oh, Miles is here." Can't talk about that till season six. <laughs> I want us to be talking about the same thing. Oh, we are. Okay, yeah. cool. 
Have yeah. we talked about this between the? I'm also aware. Br- briefly. Okay. Okay. Oh, Shane, I think I've had this conversation with you too, but like not with the with the three of you. There's two of you, but <laughs> I definitely did not hard. have the conversation with you, Becky. If that helps. No, I knew it wasn't you, but I was thinking like, oh yeah, me and Shane and Nick, me and the three of them, but like there's three of us total. I have had. <laughs> I have had a beverage, and this podcast is sponsored by Adult Beverages. Adult Beverages have one if you're of age. Well, Nick, you seem to really like Miles as well. So do we want to talk about what Miles' role is as part of this group that comes to the island? He's sassy! Yeah, I mean, he's he's the comic relief. It's, it's a weird... I think it fits weirdly in season four, and... I don't really have a lot of thoughts on it in season, in season four. I think it feels shoehorned. It feels weird to me. Okay. And then it really works in later seasons for me. Yeah. Having already watched through season five, I agree that in season four, Miles is kind of just there. And we don't really get a purpose from him until season five and what I imagine will happen in season six. Can you tell me what we know about Miles in season four? So in season four, he comes to the island with this group of people and they're basically hunting Ben. That is their sole purpose. And I think we do get a little bit about his background that he's kind of different than the others. He's not a scientist. He's not the pilot, you know, he's just kind of different. And I'm blanking a little on how much we get of his backstory, because we get a lot more of it in season five, for sure. Mm -hmm. But he does try to blackmail Ben in this season. Yeah, I feel like season four is really just like, I'm snarky, I'm a hothead. And there's not really a whole lot to that. And I was like, cool, like, we have another... Another guy who's trying to prove that he's an asshole. Great. Yep. Love that. Yeah, I think in season four, you're not sure what he's contributing to the team. And he's not the biggest asshole Correct. of the boat people. Um, yep. Not to steal. Uh, and it, yeah. It, it, yeah, you're not sure. What, I, I at least am not sure what he's contributing in season four that much. But I'm glad that they go where they do with him. Yeah. Shane, do you have any opinions on Miles? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel that way about most of the new crew where you get, let's say, three between Charlotte, Faraday and uh, Miles, where three characters where all of them seem to have this collective secret, even if they're not all on the same page. Although it seems like Charlotte and Faraday are on the same page, but whatever. Um, So, yeah, I guess like complicating Miles character by showing that he's like not necessarily a part of the group and he's there for you know, what is seemingly his own reasons. And then you find out that he is there for his own reasons as he tries to extort Ben for lots of money. Yeah. Can we quickly talk about the fact that there is a character named Daniel Faraday on here? Faraday! Yeah, we can. (laughs) Because as soon as I heard that name, I was like, oh, Faraday Cage. Okay. That's like instantly where my mind went. Yeah, they. Uh, this is the about the amount of subtlety that we had with the Christian Shepherd name. Yeah, it's like we've got a, we've got one scientist and we named him Faraday. Yep, that's unfair. They have they have many scientists, inclu- including Juliet. But yeah, it it it, fe- it felt like that that level of name. I'm going to be very honest with you guys and tell you that like I that. That meant nothing to me when I watched this show for the first time. Okay. Um, I think that's fair, though. It's not like a Faraday cage is something everyone has. Yeah. Like, now that, like, after realizing how how big, like, so many people's names were, I feel like I just, like, Googled, like, everyone in the show's name just to, like, check. But as the show was coming out, it was definitely more of the, like, literary names, like, philosopher names that I noticed and that stuck with me and Faraday, it just right over my head on the first watch. And I think that that's true for most people. Yeah. Does it, does it really tell you anything other than like, he's a dark headed lanky science boy. Like, I I don't know. This is, does the name actually do anything other than that? 
No, but I guess not much more than it tells you about John Locke that his name is John Locke. It's it's mostly yeah. it's mostly that. But yeah, for and that he changes it to Bentham. Much just like Shane, he changes his name to Bentham. <laughs> but yeah, just want to mention it. On on top of Faraday cages, you've got uh, in science, you've got the Faraday constant, and you have the farad, which is a unit used in electricity. Sorry, Nicholas, you have a Faraday what? Faraday constant is a number used in some sort of electrical uh, equations, I think. I got away from that in school as soon as I could. And a farad is a unit also used in electricity. I just wanted you to say constant again. <laughs> that was oh, it. Oh, God damn it. I thought I, thought I was crackling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Deanna. Can I curse on this thing? Yes. Can I chirp? No. Can I slurp? Slurp a chirp. Ay, ay, ay. This is just going to be riddled with inside jokes that no one understands. <laughs> and, you know, Charlotte doesn't have a specific last name that really like stands out, but her last name is Lewis. And, you know, there have been, I think. Lewis a- Carroll. See, I was thinking of the explorer, Meriwether Lewis. Oh, yep. That one makes way more sense. I didn't know the person's first name was Meriwether, but I was like, there was an explorer with the last name Lewis. So I thought it was that. What was the other guy's name? Clark. 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 I played, I played, you know, this is not related to Lost at All, but I played Meriwether Lewis in my fifth grade play, so. I'm sure it was excellent, Shane. I was really good. Does the name Frank Lapidus mean anything? The name Frank Lapidus means a great character and our friend. Zetus Lapidus. We love Frank Lapidus. We do. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was like some name I should recognize, because it doesn't seem like a very common name. Apparently means it. Headstones. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Spanish for headstones. But Frank is the pilot. He's a very good pilot, despite the fact that he kind of looks like he's just drunk all the time. He's got big Lebowski energy for sure. Oh, yes, for sure. (laughs) But he's also the one member in the group who is just kind of like, look, I'm here to fly a helicopter. That's it. Is he wearing a Hawaiian shirt a lot on the island, or is that just how I remember him in my head? It seemed like he was. Okay. All right, good. I would have actually preferred it if all of us had been like, what? No. And like, this is just (laughs) something that like Nick made up about this character because he hasn't seen the show in a little bit. (laughs) It's it's just because I've seen this, the uh, people who look exactly like this guy at tiki bars around LA. Nick loves a good tiki bar. <laughs> that seems to track all of it. Are there any characters I'm missing from the new group? Did we talk about we didn't really talk about Charlotte, but she's flat, pretty, pretty flat character in my opinion. Yeah, she doesn't really have a lot to do ever. Nope. I mean, you do have Martin Kimi, who is on the boat as well and yeah i wasn't sure if we were including boat people in in, yeah there's so many but Mm -hmm. i think him and the captain are probably the two that are in it most and then you have minkowski Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but otherwise i think a lot of people on the boat are just background characters aside from Aside from Michael, who is going by Kevin Johnson. Just want to mention Herman Minkowski is a German mathematician, former student of Albert Einstein. Okay. Like that. Look at that. that Math boy. He's got, he's got some sort of uh, thing to do with space time in my memory. I don't know what it is. Just yeah. want to say that's a name just like all the others that's chosen for some reason that should be better explained but isn't there are quite a few things on this show that aren't explained as well as i wish they were if if it's space time he's involved in the whole constant thing so that's kind of something yeah i wish i had more to say about the boat because i would like to have been able to be like oh i love when the boat is a character the boat is the fifth character in lost yes yeah Mm mm-hmm Owned by Penny's father. I think that is the important information that we get about the boat. Can we go back to Charlotte for a second? I I just want to finish my Charlotte notes. Yes, please. I actually have another note on Charlotte as well. Okay, yeah. I just This one I 
this I had one that I knew and one that I just found out. Uh, the one that I knew is that uh, Kristen Bell d- declined that role. Huh. She was. Yeah. And then uh, the other thing is that apparently Charlotte's middle name is Staples, which means that she is C.S. Lewis. So it wasn't. Uh, that's fun. And apparently the uh, producer, uh, Lindelof, said that that was a clue as to the direction that the show was about to take during the four se- mm. during season four, which totally makes sense that we, you know. So are we feeling like this is the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe or something? I mean... Yes. Martin Keeney is the lion. Uh, <laughs> ben is the witch hiding in the wardrobe. Uh, something like that. I don't know. Something else. The is the, the wardrobe. Way. Close enough. And, uh, and, and Jacob is Oz. That was a bit. That was a joke. <laughs> oh, who's, the, who's, the, who's the half goat guy? Miles. 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 What's like? What's his name? Is it just Pam? I thought that was a different. I thought that was um, that Shakespeare thing. Thomas, I'm sorry. Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> Pam is Midsummer Night's Dream. Also, that one season of The Real World. No, that's Puck. We're. I'm actually thinking about Puck in both instances of what I just said. Maybe this podcast is like a PSA for why you shouldn't consume adult beverages. Deanna, is this a good app? I'm a little lost. (laughs) (laughs) So my last note on Charlotte is that she's kind of just used as a pawn in this season because Saeed is basically like, I'm going to trade Charlotte for Miles and that's going to be her purpose. But aside from Charlotte not being used very well as a new character, it seems like they don't know what to do with the new women in the show. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like there's two and they're both bad. (laughs) I feel like that's a a the constant they've had since season two <laughs> is you get Anna Lucia, you get Libby, you get Juliet, and although although Juliet grows, her first few episodes are a lot like the Anna Lucia episode. Yep. Yeah, I, I've, this this show struggles with that. I think. I think every woman that's on this show, like it takes them a while to figure out like what exactly they're doing with this character. I think Sun is the MVP, though. Oh, 100%. Like, the best written female character, like, on this on this show. Sorry, Nick. No, I agree that that's correct. Uh, I, as always, we're leaving Kate out of the equation. <laughs> we don't have to talk about it. We all love her. Um, where Where is Claire in this season? Yeah, Shane, give us a Claire update. <laughs> in my thoughts. Claire's essentially, like, just been... I don't know. After Charlie's death, they like didn't know what to do with her. Exactly. Yeah, it's like Aaron's already around. Charlie's dead. <laughs> we forgot what we were supposed to do with Claire at this point. Which is so frustrating because Charlie is like glomming on to Claire's storyline as far as the present timeline goes in the first few seasons. Yeah. Like he's, he's inserting himself into there and then he's gone and they don't know what to do with her. Yeah. I don't know if this is in season four or season five, but... uh. I feel like the only purpose they give Claire, like it, at some point somebody was like, oh my God, we forgot about Claire. And they were just like, well, like, what if we made her, what if we made her Jack's like half sibling? They do touch on that a little more in this season because we kind of get more of Christian popping up around the island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And then Claire yeah. just like ditches her baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm doing I'm doing the same thing Shane's doing. Is this where we're we're getting Claire off into the woods with Christian in the cabin? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure all of that happens this season anyway. Well, because once once we get to the flash forward, yes, <laughs> we know yeah. that there is some sort of separation happening. Right, because Christian's funeral in the flash forwards is when Jack finally learns about Claire from Claire's mother, who was kind of left in limbo until that moment. Because I'm pretty sure the last time we had seen Claire's mother, she was like in a coma or something from the accident. Claire's mother? Yeah, from the car crash. Shane, did you forget? Oh my God, I did. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, am I watching the same show as the rest of you guys right now? Holy crap. I totally forgot about that happening and how... I, this is like my third time watching that season, and that has never once occurred to me that I just forgot about that scene. No, I didn't. Yeah. I 
<laughs> and that's kind of the extent of Claire's storyline in this. And the fact that it's like, oh, let's have the mother just abandon her child <laughs> after she has decided she wants to care for the child after all, because she had no choice really. And obviously with everyone else on the island, she had some help, but it just felt like a very strange move. And it doesn't really fully play out in season five. So I'm kind of wondering how that wraps up, if it even does. You keep, you give us these open-ended things and we all shut up because we don't <laughs> want to say anything about it. Yeah, me being silent is the equivalent of when I text the like eyes emoji <laughs> in the chat. Too bad I can't insert those in the podcast. Oh, I wish because, yeah. I feel like you get the introduction. You start hearing about the, uh, what do they call them? The Oceanic Eight, right? Six. Is that how they refer to them? Six is what I meant. Yeah, there's six of them. And that's what I meant is that uh, there's six of them. And you have to kind of figure out who the six are because you don't necessarily find out till the end, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I was kind of like, well, does the kid count because he's a kid? Like, you know, I was like, are they counting a child or do they mean there were like six adults who can actually speak for themselves? <laughs> can we start talking about about those flash forwards and, and the evolution of that and the reveals? Please. Yes. Let's do yeah. that. I'm not the host. So I think uh, the idea is introduced and we immediately know that uh, Jack and Kate are the first two because we've seen them in the end of season three. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I think they give us Hurley after that. Right. Hurley. And then you get hints of Kate saying that that somebody is, that she's either taking care of or with is back at the place or something um and then then who what what's the order of the next reveals i feel like we get sun pretty soon after that we get hurley's car chase right yes i think and jack visiting him and that stuff and then we get saeed as you know the assassin going down and crossing names off a list and being yeah th those are so badass um <laughs> that's that's episode three and then we get sun I think they leave Sun for last because you don't know who the last one's going to be. And you're like, well, we still have Sun and and Claire. And <laughs> yeah, no, because what we get Sun, I think at least with one or two left and you're assuming it's Jin. And then we get to my favorite episode of the season and maybe my favorite episode of the series. The one where Sun is giving birth and Jin is running, racing to the hospital with a toy. And then the, re the reveal that they're two different timelines. Cause the Jin storyline yep. is from before he's met son. Yeah. And the, the son storyline is after she's uh, rescued. And then I believe it's that episode where then it like ends at Jin's grave. Right. Her and Hurley go to visit the grave. Oh my God. <laughs> It's so good. That episode is so good. Yeah, it's so good. I want to say that's like episode seven. Like, so it's like the solid like halfway point in the season because at this point, like the seasons are shorter. Right. Um. But yeah, dude, every yeah. Jin and Son episode of this show, I think like if you had to choose a character, I know that they're two separate characters, but their episodes tend to be like yeah. aligned usually. If I had to pick a character that I think like their episodes that are focused solely on like them and their story are, are the best of the show, I think it would be very easy for me to say that, in my opinion, that's um, Sun and Jin. And it plays on your expectations of that because every time you've got a Sun and Jin episode, it's a Sun and Jin episode. And then this one yeah. is the same. And then it it gives you that reveal, which I think is even better than the end of season three reveal. like. I, I don't know. It, yeah. yeah. Know. The, the split thing kind of blew my mind the first time. <laughs> it's a really good reveal because you're like, oh, come on. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I want to rewatch that episode specifically now because I haven't really had time to rewatch a lot of, of this season. So I think I'm going to revisit like specific episodes. Speaking of specific episodes, The Constant is another one that I think deserves a little segment on this episode because just a little. I remember I was texting Lost Chad and I was like, 
oh, this is happening. And I think, Nick, it was you. You were like, are you on the constant? (laughs) Well, it was, I think I got, I think the reason I was noticeably upset with your reaction to the end of season three with the timeline stuff is because both that episode, that Sun and Jin episode and the constant were coming up, which are two of the best episodes of the series, in my opinion. Yes, but the constant has Desmond, so it's, instantly better than the end of season three i <laughs> i thought you were about to finish that sentence and then i realized that was just Same. <laughs> sorry, sorry I'll, I'll finish the sentence i brother <laughs> i got it nick don't worry oh yeah so deanna what you said was time doesn't matter season four is wild and nick's <laughs> response was did you just watch the constant but with no question mark so it was like a sentence <laughs> And then I said, I just started crying. Like, I wasn't even watching it. You mentioned that you watched the episode, and I just started, like, weeping. This is, hands down, one of my favorite episodes of television ever. Also, once somebody sent me a Lost-themed Valentine that references the constant, and I did a big old swoon. I love this episode. I love this show. I love Desmond, which is wild. If you if you know anything about me, th- me being like I love Desmond is like really off brand, but like I do because he's not vegan and he doesn't write sad songs. I don't know if Those he likes only sports. two things I know. He doesn't have dark swoopy hair. Oh, okay, that is first off, that, Shane. That is a lie. Those are not the only two things that you know. He's a huge Baltimore Ravens fan. <laughs> I fucking hate the Ravens. I don't do. want anybody to accidentally hear Everybody this and think them. that like I like the Ravens at all. Like. Fuck that team. The only so birds far. we are allowed to like are the eagles. Or Shane. Oh. Whoa, 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 wait. What happened here? She said the only birds that you're allowed to like, and I said are Shane, oh. and then she said the eagles, and I was like, well, that's close. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. I'm I'm back up to speed. Very close. I really like both of those things. But I just thought the way that the constant was executed, even though it makes the timeline so frantic, it was done so well that you were like okay at the end of this desmond is going to have some sort of closure in a way and you get that phone call with him and penny and it's just so so good so good Mm. also i feel like every episode that's like desmond heavy feels like a different television show yes i totally agree kind of like the mr echo episodes too yeah yeah, like, because, like, with all of the, like, with, I mean, there's not, like, a ton of, like, Desmond episodes, but the ones that are, like, they're filmed very differently. Like, the dialogue even feels, like, very different. Thematically, they're very different than the rest of the show. Yeah. But not so much so that you feel pulled out. It just feels special. And, yeah. Oof. And Penny has her name because of like the wife in the Odyssey. So like talk about like being patient and like waiting. Ugh. Ugh. So good. The huge Slaughterhouse Five inspired structure of that episode. But super more yeah, like you said frantic. Absolutely. It, it's it's the whole thing is is so charged. It's upsetting when he's strapped on the bed when all that's going down it's huge emotional ending i i think i said i can't remember if i only sent it to the spoiler chat or if i sent it to you after you watch the episode i've like happened across lost fans and like i met some guy who just had if anything happens desmond hume will be my constant tattooed on his arm like it, it this is a huge one yeah I think this is like the standout episode in most people's memory, like of of this show, for sure, for good reason. I know I haven't seen season six yet, but this is probably easily a top three episode so far. Trust me, you're not getting any top three episodes out of season six. I didn't think so. <laughs> Shane, what? I think there are things that will happen in season six that you'll go. I want more of that. Are we sure? I had to mute myself from from talking about that thing. I want more of that. I want that to be a thing. And we yeah. will talk about that thing. You know what we got more of in season four that I did not expect to get more of? What's that? Sand. Michael. I was going to say Kevin Johnson. Yep. 
damn it. We met him. Way off. <laughs> it was a good effort, Becky. Good effort. I wasn't wrong. I hate sand. Anyway, what were you we talking about? <laughs> Kevin. He does a pretty good job of just kind of going about his business and not having his eyes light up when he sees people he recognizes. Right? And I really appreciated that. They were like, oh, we won't make it blatantly obvious, but all of the viewers will understand what's happening. So can you remind me the motivations of all this? Because we get the we get the flash forward of terrible, terrible, like, bottom of the valley Jack who needs to go back to the island and in my memory it's just like oh yeah Michael's back like what what what's the motivation for that okay so he told Walt that he killed two people and Walt kind of didn't seem to want anything to do with him and then one of Ben's people found Michael in the alley or in a alley and he was like going to blow his brains out so they basically gave him sort of a way to redeem himself. I feel like this is the same problem I've been having with Michael since the very beginning. It's just his motivations, his actions don't make sense to me. Yeah, like why tell Walt that? Just, I mean, I get that he felt guilty, but he had to have known in the back of his mind that that would not go over well. It's kind of like what happens on the island stays on the island. That's how it should be. Like the... Vegas motto. (laughs) Does it show him telling Walt? No. I can't remember. Do you think he like broke it down? He's like, hey, you remember Anna Lucia? Wasn't she kind of the worst? (laughs) Oh, and then I accidentally shot Libby, who didn't really do anything to deserve it at all. Anyway. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Libby just showed up. She was kind of creeping on Hurley in the mental hospital but other than that she didn't do anything wrong we've all had crushes (laughs) we've all had crushes and given desmond a boat but yeah michael's storyline i was kind of hoping it would have been a little better given that they were like oh we're going to bring this character back and nothing on the boat goes very well yep yep that's it that's all we have to say about the boat i mean until I don't have a ton to say about the boat until the end. I mean, yeah. Well, let's finish out some of these future storylines because there is a big moment that we get with Saeed because he is attending Nadia's funeral. So we basically get all of this information as to how he was reunited with her in a bunch of exposition, really, which I don't think is the best way to give us that information. I feel like that definitely could have been shown. It kind of is later. Rather than told. But it's for like a few minutes and that's it. It's weird because I feel like one of the biggest things about this show that really drew me in, especially in season one, is that like we're not told things about these characters. We're shown. Yes. Right? Like we're not told why Kate is the way that she is. We're shown. It's not like, oh, Kate killed this dude. It's like, no, we're going to see Kate kill this dude. Yeah. And like, and and fully understanding like why and where that came from. And we really get that with like every character. And then about like, how, like I want to say like, once we get like to the other side of like season three, like that kind of, it, it doesn't stop, but like we get a lot more exposition and yeah. Show me, don't tell me. Yeah. This is television. Because it's kind of like the future storylines are like, oh, here's some funerals. Oh, and here's Locke in a casket. And it it, t- it takes a while for them to show you how some of those things happened. Obviously, we know how Christian died. Because that's given up to us what, in season one. And it finally, yeah. you know, gets paid off in season four. Oh, I will mention, too, that in the future storyline, Kate sees Claire and Claire gives her this warning to not take Aaron back to the island. So they're obviously like, hey, you know what? Everyone's going to end up going back to the island. We're just going to tell you this right now. (laughs) They keep telling me things I don't really want to be told. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's it's unfortunate that the thing that they're successful at, which is the, the showing you, they're very unsuccessful at the telling when they do decide to tell you. Yeah. Even with Locke in a casket, uh, they don't even tell you that Locke's in a cat. They're not really 
tell you who's in a casket, and then you kind of find out that, you know, maybe Jeremy's in a casket, and then turns out that Jeremy... What? <laughs> I, I, I was actually holding that back because I didn't want to spoil it for Becky. Fuck. <laughs> I think there's still a few major things that we need to get to here. I've got a big one that I want to talk about. Is it Penny? No. Oh, okay. Well, you do yours first then. <laughs> I, I want to talk about Alex Rousseau. Okay. Tell us more, Nick. So this is... <laughs> so... <laughs> fr- frantically typing to f- make sure I don't tell you spoilers. Um, so we get Martin Kimi, who's the bad boy of the boat. Yep. He's out there hunting hunting Ben Linus, who's holed up in the barracks. And he takes Alex hostage and there's that very tense negotiating scene and ben tells him what kill her she's not my daughter i won't care and they do and it's horrible and yeah this made me hate ben so much more than i already did i remember watching that and not thinking that that was gonna happen it it was it's that's another one this is like a similar moment to the Charlie almost death by hanging early on. It's like, I know that characters die in this show and this was shocking. That death is so important because they do this a couple times. And this is the time that they do it in season four, where they're just like, all right, we've established like what the rules are and here's the world in which they live in. And so Ben's like very convinced that like, this is like my world. I know what I'm like, I'm existing in it. I know how to play this game. And then they kill Alex and he's like, all right, they changed the rules. The rules have been changed. And he starts blaming Widmore. You know, I think Ben might just be very bad at poker and calling people's bluffs. Well, maybe because he wasn't playing poker. Like he thought he was playing poker there. And I think he would have been fine if they were actually playing poker. I think if Ben played poker, he would have lost $3.2 million. Exactly. That's true. (laughs) Two miles. Two miles. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think that was one of the biggest moments in the season where you're like, okay, we're going to hate both of these characters for this happening, even though, you know, Ben is not the one who pulled the trigger. And we already did not like Ben to begin with. I think he's great. <laughs> Are you sure, Shane? Uh, no. <laughs> Before we get to sort of the big moment where they start the cover up basically. I do want to talk about the future storyline real quick where Jack proposes to Kate and did the rest of you know right away that that was going to end horribly? I it it is such a laughable concept to me that I didn't even remember it happening until you mentioned it right now. <laughs> it's just like did they think this was actually going to happen? It's it's so funny because of course of course Kate Austin is my wife, not Jack's. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Kate is reserved for Nick and Nick only. Personally speaking, I can't believe that Matthew Fox did not win any anything for, for that for that acting. It's <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> I just felt like we would all need to get that out of our system real quick. The last two things I want to talk about are when Penny saves the Oceanic Six and then they have the press conference. So is there anything any of you want to bring up before we dive into that? You know, I'm pretty lost talking today because Charlie's dead and I can't really talk about his guitar this episode. (laughs) True tragedy. He doesn't know what his angle is supposed to be in this season anymore. Just rip it on Matthew Fox now. We just truly do not know what happened to Charlie's guitar this season. And Shane, I understand, is just completely throwing you off. Again, I don't really know what my angle is here. (laughs) (laughs) I just just resort to ripping on Matthew Fox. Yeah, yeah. That's okay, though. Jack also has a surgery in this season. And he's just like, ah, appendicitis, who cares? (laughs) But Kate has to hold the mirror, everyone. She has to. I was about to say, you're right. Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) She holds it so well, guys. (laughs) All right. Anything else? I'm just looking at your very last note there. Yes. 
right. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that's literally what I was doing. And I was going to present a uh, just because I think we did this in one of the episodes. Uh, Deanna, I just want I just want your best educated guess on Richard's deal. We're talking about Richard Albert. What's his deal? I just kind of feel like he's going to end up being immortal or something. Hmm. Why? Because the eyeliner doesn't age. Does that not age? Or is <laughs> is the eyeliner the thing that's causing Richard to not age? The eyeliner is the constant? <laughs> I think so. If anything should happen, Richard's eyeliner will be my constant. Do you think that there's any correlation between Richard's eyeliner and the smoke monster? Yes. Cool. But yeah, so we have like one past timeline moment that is like way in the past because it happens when John Locke was a boy. He was probably, I don't know, I want to say like seven or eight. I'm I'm really bad with knowing how old children are based on how tall they are. Is that the first time he visits John Locke? No, he's in the hospital when Locke is born, I think. Yes. Yeah. But in this season, that's the only time we see him visiting. And it's basically like he's there to see if John is special enough to go to this special school, basically. It's a very quick scene. I remember watching that and being like, wait, what? (laughs) Doesn't Richard say something along the lines of, like, I feel like the scene ends so abruptly. Like, Richard's just like, you're not who I thought we, you know, you're not who we thought we were. And then he leaves and it's done. Yeah, it's it's very strange. Yeah, and then he leaves. Is is it like one of those um, tropey scenes where he makes him pick something? Like the, like the, am I remembering that wrong? It, it, it's like the the where they make the kid pick a an artifact from the Dalai Lama to see if he's the new Dalai Lama or something like that. There's a knife involved in the scene, and I think Richard says something along the lines, "Is that yours?" Cause, yes. Yeah, because he picks something, and then Richard gets like really upset, right, and just abruptly leaves. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, Richard's just like, "Oh, never mind," and leaves. Yeah, so it's like. He thinks that this is somebody very important and it has something to do with either a previous life or a previous memory or something like that. And and he's there to test him. Yeah, it it was one of those things I was like, this was kind of oddly placed. But then again, everything from John's past is very bizarre, to say the least. Yep. <laughs> but... That leads us to the last thing I want to discuss, which is how we come to have the Oceanic Six in the future timeline, which is they crashed the helicopter. Well, let me backtrack. The boat goes boom. Jin is still on the boat, as is Michael. (laughs) And the helicopter is flying away. You have Sawyer bailing because it's too heavy and you know or he bails before it gets to the boat and after it leaves the boat you know there are bullet holes in it so it's like just leaking fuel still and they end up crashing in the water they have the life raft and they're kind of just floating along and they see lights from a boat and lo and behold this is in fact penny's boat sure is but the other one was definitely not Nope, that go boom. <laughs> Which kind of feels like they're hinting at Penny and her father's relationship, too. Goes boom. Goes boom. They don't get along. So what did we think of this reunion for Desmond and Penny? I was just going to say, I was actually kind of bummed out because it felt like once Desmond and Penny met back up, I was like, oh, man, we're probably going to get less of Desmond now. Which isn't a fair emotion, but that's the emotion I have. <laughs> I like when people love each other and they're separated, but then they get to see each other again. (laughs) Love, love. I love, love. I can't remember if the line is in this episode or in the constant, but a big thing I do to annoy my partner is yell in a Scottish accent. (laughs) I've always loved (laughs) you. One more time. (laughs) (laughs) I've always loved Jack. That's fantastic, Nick. Fantastic. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad somebody finally appreciates it. Man, they they should have given you all those awards instead of Matthew Fox. Yeah, all those Emmys. True. All those Emmys. 
I do want to note that Lapidus kind of just flies under the radar after this moment because he's not part of the six since he was never on the flight to begin with. And him and Desmond just kind of go about their lives. Whereas with Michael, because he was on the flight, he couldn't even go by his real name once he was allowed to leave, which is weird because Walt is definitely still going by Walt. He didn't change his first name. Huh. (laughs) But I'm sure that will never be explained because I've already seen season five and that is kind of irrelevant. I just thought it was a little interesting tidbit that it's like, oh, yeah, you know, Desmond disappeared for however many years he disappeared. And it's like no one was like concerned that he was dead or something and he can just go about his life and keep using his name. You found that it finally in season four of lost the writers started to lose a thread or two. (laughs) Just one or two. Yeah. But even though these events do not happen in order, this leads to the oceanic six press conference. And, you know, once Penny saves them, Jack is kind of like, we need to talk. So I imagine since we didn't see or hear that conversation that Jack was kind of like, you know, you can't tell anyone about us. It's like take Desmond and Lapidus and we are going to concoct this entire plan (laughs) to make it to this other island and then be essentially rescued from there. And we see them all lined up at the press conference. Kate has to lie about Aaron, you have everyone lying about everything. And as we know with lies, a lot of people aren't able to keep them up and everything unravels. Big foreshadowing for season five. Yeah. I can't remember if this is a a thing in season four or in season five. In my memory at the press conference, they're just like, why is Kate allowed to be free? Wasn't she a prisoner going into this? Is that a thing? Kate's trial did happen this season. She was charged with fraud, arson, assault on a federal officer, assault with a deadly weapon, grand larceny, grand theft auto, and murder in the first degree. And a partridge in a pear tree. Exactly. (laughs) I love that Nick is here because I get the best return on investment on my jokes when Nick is around. So then we have that whole awkward scene, too, where Jack is testifying on her behalf. And in the middle of it, she's just like, nope, we're not doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on with all of that. The future storylines for Jack and Kate in particular are just so cringeworthy. So bad. (laughs) I don't know. I think something is hard for me to uh, it's hard for me to relate with like them coming back and still like even i guess she was like on trial for murder at one point but even when she comes back i'm like would they really go through with this like (laughs) it's such a big different thing that these little things don't make sense to me why we're why the world is so invested in it not like just focusing on that they're back they're back a dinosaur story. Uh, <laughs> I know it's we're back. Don't tweet me. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the, the trial stuff is not my favorite. I think of the future storylines, I find Sun and Saeed to be the most compelling. Uh-huh. Yep. The first Hurley episode is great, though, with the police right. chase. Hurley's always enjoyable, but sometimes, like, some of his story doesn't really seem to be of consequence, necessarily. Like, we do see him when he's in the mental hospital again, and he plays, like, horse with Jack or something in the gym. And it's just like, okay, Hurley's here because Jack needs to talk to him. But, like, Sun and Saeed are actually out doing things, so it feels like it is more crucial to their storyline than Hurley kind of just returning to a place we've already seen him before. I agree that it's not crucial, but I still like it. Yes. Like it's the same. It's like the reason I like Rosen Bernard. Like right. he, he is like, why would I let, why would I make my life worse considering all of this all of the time when I'm having such a hard time already? 
can't I just enjoy that I'm not dead or trapped on this <laughs> nonsense island anymore? Yeah, I, I think the last thing I have is that I really enjoyed Sun taking over as a majority shareholder, or whatever, in her father's business, and then also confronting Charles Widmore this season. Ooh, it was so good. Sorry, I'm like hung up. Like, I've been thinking about the trial this whole time. <laughs> and like, sorry, a thing that is fucking wild to me is that Jack gets up there and he's like, Kate brought all of the survivors to shore and she treated everybody with first aid and she's the one who like made sure they survived. And I was like, hold on, you're telling me that you think that this entire courtroom is going to believe that it was not the doctor <laughs> that gave everybody like medical care, that it was Kate? Becky, may I remind you that she gave Jack stitches? She did. <laughs> she gave him some, I, yeah, once. She did a great job. It was fine. <laughs> but yeah, Becky, I get what you're saying because it's like that was an unnecessary lie that had nothing to do with anything. He just wanted to lie to make her look better for her trial. Yeah, because they're trying to make this into this like, it's not about what she's done. It's like who she is. And like, she's refusing to like involve Aaron, which like, good for her. Like, don't use your children to, I mean, your fake children uh, <laughs> to make yourself look better. But like, that that's a bit of a stretch. Like, oh yeah, like the doctor was no fucking help. But you know who was this <laughs> girl? I, what is her job? You've got to do character witness type stuff. Because I mean, ultimately, what her crimes stem from is killing her abusive stepfather. And like, ultimately, you got to build the case that she is the good one in all this. Right? You can do that without saying that with a doctor present, she took care of every single part. Like there was a lot of people hurt. <laughs> I think you, you could maybe you could maybe buy that he deputized somebody as a nurse or something. Well, no, because there weren't. They, they were saying that like only like there what, were only like eight, eight of them. People, only eight of them survived the crash, and then so two like, didn't make it. You're right. Bad show. throw it all out (laughs) horrible i think that this show is great this show is one of my favorite television shows of all time but uh, you can be critical of things that you like no i'm i'm joking i'm joking i'm not (laughs) (laughs) no becky i get where you're coming from though and i do have to mention that there was a shining reference this season that's all I put down in the notes, so I don't know where it happened, but I remember. I was actually wondering the same thing. I think it was something about kind of getting cabin fever like Jack Torrance does in The Shining. Oh, yeah, yeah. During the, during the episode, that I think it's called Cabin Fever. Is it that? Because I don't know if that's something that people would actually like understand. That's kind of like an obscure thing to mention. Is it obscure? Wait. No, I feel like, especially with this show, I feel Sorry. like there's, a lot, there's so many. I was, it was a joke. It was a joke. At any point, did all work and no play made Jack, make Jack a dull boy? Jack? All work Jack and Jack. no play always makes Jack a dull boy. Jack? Jack Shepard? Jack? Who knows? All the Jacks. It applies to every single Jack in TV and books. Was it that... Um, Shelley Duvall was treated poorly on the set of The Shining and everybody's being mean to my friend, uh, Kate Austin. Is that the connection you're making? You know, I think they might be a little different, Nick. Okay. Yeah, they're very, they're wildly different. <laughs> she whiz. Gee willikers. Well, let's end the podcast on that note. <laughs> Gee willikers. Oh, no. Thank you, Becky. <laughs> Good. But... Thank you all for joining me again to talk about season four. We have two more episodes left. It has been quite a ride and oh boy, is there more to come. And you haven't even gotten to season six. <laughs> <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Like I'm sounding an alarm, but that was a bad alarm. Um, and meet Kevin Johnson. The what the guy tells Michael that he's acting like Nicholson. 
the actor that played Jack Torrance in the movie adaptation of King's The Shining, since Michael is bouncing a ball against the wall as if he had cabin fever. Ah. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Damn it, that's so good, too. I told you guys cabin fever. Yeah, but... I did a very poor job of explaining it. <laughs> oh, he was bouncing a ball. Now I get it. Yeah. Thank you, Becky. Thank you, Google. <laughs> This podcast is sponsored by Google. I look forward to our season five and season six discussions that are to come. I can't wait to talk about season six. I will definitely have season six watched by the time everyone is listening to this. Me too. For sure. I will try to. I'm not watching that again. (laughs) (laughs) Nick's like, I can't do this again. All right, everyone, that does it for this episode of Welcome to Geekdom. If you want to support the podcast, you can do so through our Patreon. You can sign up for a dollar a month. That'll get you a thank you on the show. $2 a month, you get to pick a topic that myself and a guest will discuss on the show. For $5 a month, you can join the Welcome to Geekdom Slack group, where you can talk to myself and various guests who have been on the show. If you want to follow us on socials, you can do so at GeekdomPod on Twitter and at Welcome to Geekdom on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy the rest of your day.